Erevin, Perik Gimel, Mishnah, Dalid 3.4. In the previous Mishnah, we had established that the critical moment for establishing your Makam Shvisa, your home base, your locus for Shabbos, is Ben Hashmashas, the transition time between Friday evening and Shabbos night. Now, in the previous Mishnah, we also established that one needs to have access to his food that is establishing his Erev Tchumen during that period, during B'nishmashos, and that the truth is that Midrabanan, if it's inaccessible because of some rabbinic shvus, some prohibition on Shabbos, but really Midoraisa would be accessible, so then the Erev is acceptable, it is effective in establishing an alternate Makam Shvisa, because the Mishnah is going like Rebbe who holds that one may transgress a shvus in Isser Durabun that restricts Shabbos during Ben Hashmashas for the sake of a mitzvah. This Mishnah continues to that topic, and we'll consider other ways in which one may or may not be able to access his Erev Tchumen. So the Mishnah says, Nisgalgal Chutz What happens if you established your, your, put your picnic basket for your Makam Shvisa, Erev Tchumen, um, on the edge of some hill, let's say, where you wanted to establish that to be the center for your 2,000 almost in all directions, but then it rolls down the hill, and it goes beyond the 2,000 almost where you could access it relative to your home, your usual Makam Shavis, your usual home for Shabbos. So since, if that happens before Shabbos comes in, since the, you wouldn't be able to access your that picnic basket on during Banish Mashas because it's more than 2,000 almost past your home, um, and therefore you couldn't walk that far on Shabbos. So then it's out of bounds, inaccessible, and therefore you're in one place, your Erev Tchumen is in a different place, and therefore the establishing of the Erev Tchumen is not effective, and your home base for Shabbos will be back home, your usual home. So that's the first case. Um, now, there's a side point, a technical side point, which is, I don't know too much of this right now, but as long as that the picnic basket didn't roll more than two amos away from the 2,000 amos limit, it'd still be okay because you actually get two amos in all directions around that picnic basket as well if that would be your your place for Shabbos. So therefore, it just adds an extra two amos. But that's kind of a side point. The main point is if you can't access it because it's out of bounds, so then out of your halachic bounds of Shabbos during Manish Masha, so then it would not be effective. Um, now you may ask a question, which is we just said in the previous Mishnah, and again, I just reminded you in the introduction now, that to do an Isser Shvus and Isser Zerubban on Shabbos um, during Banish Mashas is not restricted, and therefore that wouldn't undermine the establishing of one's Makam Shvisa with the Erev Tchumen. So one could ask, since the Halacha is that going beyond the 2,000 Amos of your Makam Shvisa is only Isser Zerubbanan, it's only forbidden mid um the Halacha, that's a Lechacham Paskin, that's a we Paskin, so why can't one um, go and access his Erev Tchumen, the picnic basket, even though it's beyond 2,000 Amos and rolled away down the hill? So what? He's over in Isadurabana during Banish Masha, and we just said in the previous Mishnah, that's acceptable. So the answer is that while it's true that your exogenous, your unrelated external Isadurabana um, could be abrogated, you could ignore them for the sake of this halach of setting up an Erev Tchumen, if it's the if the air of Tchumen itself, the actual picnic basket, which we're talking about, is out of bounds, the whole thing is invalid. It's intrinsic. It's not exogenous. It's intrinsic. The actual, the you haven't done the proper rabbinic requirements of setting up an air of Tchumen because it's too far away and inaccessible. And since 
so that's more fundamental. It's not just a regular shvus that's restricting you from access. It's the actual Erev Tchum was set up incorrectly, and therefore it's invalid. Okay, that's the first of the four cases. The second case, the Mishnah says, V'nafel alav gal, if some building collapses onto your your picnic basket, and therefore now you cannot, if that happens before Shabbos comes in, and now you can't access your picnic basket during Benish Mashas. Now, it doesn't mean that you can't access it because it's just hard to get to. That would be totally irrelevant. We said in the previous Mishnah that if it's at the bottom of a hundred Amadib well, it doesn't matter. That would still be effective, even though it's hard to get during Benish Mashas. I mean, the truth is, even if all it would require was moving away the, the rocks, which are mukta, to access your picnic basket, again, that would be acceptable, meaning it would be effective as a Erev Tchumen, because moving rocks is only Isra Darabadan, it's Isra Shavuz, so we just kept on saying that's not, a, not an impediment to establishing your, your Erev Tchumen. However, the case of our Mishnah is where the building collapses and now the rubble is such that to get rid of it, you need to have, um, you need to make use of some kind of tools, like excavation tools, digging tools, like shovels and that kind of thing. By hand, it would not be, you wouldn't be able to get it out just by using your hands. You need to use some kind of, you know, whatever it is, some equipment. And that being the case, so what happens is that the rubble now has a halachic status of karka, being part of the ground. It's just, you know, there's rocks on the ground, there's dirt on the ground, and this is now more rocks and dirt on the ground. So it becomes part of the ground. And therefore, to excavate those rocks on Shabbos isn't just an iser durabanan of muktzah. It's an, if you're talking about if it's inside of a structure, inside a building, it would be an iser d'oraisa of of bona, of construction. And if it's outdoors, it would be an Isra Doraisa of Chofer, of digging a pit, of, of, uh, cho, uh, of sorry, of, of Choresh, which is uh, um, plowing, digging a hole in the ground. So we're talking about a case specifically where some Isra Doraisa would be involved, as it is described, in accessing your Erev Tchumen. And that's why it's inaccessible during the Mashas, and that's why it is not effective fear establishing of, of an alternate Malcolm um, Shvisa on Shabbos. Um, but if it'd be simply a case of a Durbanda moving some Mukta out of the way, that would not be an impediment, and it, yes, would be effective, and therefore the mission doesn't exactly mean what you might think it means when you read it. It's not just that you can't access your, you can't just simply, as a matter of practicality, can't access your your Erev Tchumen, or even a matter of Issa Durbanda. It's actually there's an Issa Durais involved. Okay, the third case is Ocean Onisraf. If before Shabbos comes in, the actual picnic baskets get struck by lightning or burned up in a fire, so it's gone. So since it's gone, it's not there, of course, no longer effective. As the Benish Mushrooms comes in, you haven't got the food you need, so you have not got an alternate Makam Shvisa. Your Erev Tchumen is simply not there, and therefore ineffective to establish an alternate home for Shabbos. And finally, O Truma Vinitmes. Or if you have um, had Truma, you had um, you, either you... You use you use some truma food. Food is truma's food for a kohen, and whatever. And you use that as the food for your erev tchumen. So now, if it's just truma, the truth is, even if you're not a kohen and you can't eat it, as we'll see later on, the erev tchumen is yes effective. As long as someone could eat it, it's effective. However, once it becomes nitmas, once it becomes tame, so now no one can eat this truma. A non-Kohen can because it's truma. A, a Kohen can't because it's tummy, and a Kohen is forbidden from eating tummy truma. It has to be burned. And therefore, even though it looks like food and smells like food, since it's halakhically restricted food, it became tummy. No one can eat it. If that happened before Shabbos, so therefore your Erev Tchumen is simply ineffective and doesn't work. So in all four of those cases, as the Mishnah says, Miba'od Yom, if that happened before Shabbos came in, meaning the picnic basket rolled out the way, 
or the building fell on it, or incinerated, or it was using truma, food which became tamay. In all those cases, eno eruv. It's not effective. But mishachashecha, on the other hand, if when Shabbos came in during Banish Mashas, you had a fully effective Erev Tchumen. But then once it becomes Shabbos proper, it, something happens to your Erev Tchumen. It gets, it rolls away or it burns up, etc. So it doesn't matter. Hareza Erev it is yes effective because the essential thing is to establish Erev Tchumen during Banish Mashas. Once you've established your Makam Shvis, your alternate home for Shabbos, what happens next to Erev Tchumen is, is immaterial. It doesn't matter. You've established your alternate location. Another Erev Tchumen can do whatever it's going to do, and you might just eat it, etc. It doesn't make a difference. So once it's established properly, it's established properly. Now what happens if you're not sure when that fire broke out to burn your Erev Tchumen down, or the building fell, or the Truma came tummy, etc.? So in Suffolk, if you're not sure, Rabbi Meir Rabbi Yehuda Omrim Hareze Chamar Gamal. Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda say that you've got a big problem. You have a suffolk, and you have to go l'chumra, you have to go strictly, assume the worst case, and therefore you're kind of pulled in two directions. Maybe your real makam shvisa is your original home, and maybe your now your alternate makam shvisa is where the picnic basket was. It depends on what was going on during Banish Mashas, and you just don't know. It's a suffolk. You didn't see when the building collapsed. Therefore, you're pulled in two directions. You have to be afraid that maybe your home, your original home, is the center for 2,000 almost, maybe the picnic basket is the center for 2,000 almost, and therefore you'll only be able to go on Shabbos to the area that's common to both of those tchumen, the area that's within 2,000 almost of both your home and the picnic basket. Okay? Um, so the, let me just talk about the, the math first, and I'll talk about the, the words more technically in a second. So the math is, if for argument's sake you had um, your house was in the east and your makom your picnic basket for Erev was in the west, and they were 2,000 almas apart, so you'd only have exactly the space between them, 2,000 almas. That's what the Bartonor speaks out, you have 2,000 almas. The truth is, that's the minimum distance you could have. But if your Erev and that picnic basket, were, let's say, 1,000 almas away from your home, so then actually you'd have 3,000 almas in which you could move. You'd have 2,000 almas, um, I'll, I'll call it, if just draw a picture of, maybe literally draw a picture on your mind, draw a picture. Let's say the Erev Tchumen is, and the house are 1,000 almost apart. So that means you'll be able to go, and let's say the Erev Tchumen is in the west and the house in the east. You'll be able to go up to 2,000 almost east from your Erev Tchumen, which means 1,000 almost east of your home. And you'll be able to go 2,000 almost west of your home, which is 1,000 almost west of your Erev Tchumen. So until you'd have 3,000 almost in such a scenario, because you have the thousand almost to the west of the Erev Tchumen, the thousand almost between the home and the Erev Tchumen, and the thousand almost to the east of your home. So it's three thousand almost. And the truth is, um, as the Erev Tchumen and the home get close together, um, you'd actually get a total of almost four thousand almost, because they're at the same point or close to the same point. You have two thousand almost in both directions, if you will. Okay, so that's the, the sort of the math. Now, in terms of the words, I translated Hamar Gamal as you're pulled in both directions, and you're therefore limited to the the space that's common, the union of those two areas, of your Erev Tchumen, where it's centered around your home and where it's centered around your picnic basket. Um, the word Hamar Gamal, a Hamar, is a, is a donkey driver, and a Gamal is a camel driver. And it's this is just an idiom, and it comes up other places in Shas as well. The 
camel driver, the gamal, he leads the camel from the front, pulling the camel. And the donkey driver kind of drives the camel, pushes them from behind. So that means you sort of, the, the image is that if you were had to lead a camel and a donkey at the same time, you'd be stuck because you have to be sort of behind them and in front of them at the same time. So the idiom means, is referring to that, but the idea means you're pulled in two directions, two halachic directions. And that's what's happening here. Okay, so long story short, Reb Meir and Behuda therefore are holding, you go Lachumra and you have to be afraid of both, and therefore you'll only have the space between the two common to both home and picnic basket. Now, on the other hand, Reb Yossi and Reb Shimon Omrim, Suffolk Eruv Kasher. They hold, if you have a doubt over when the building fell or the picnic basket burned, etc., so therefore you can go Lakula, you can be lenient and re- still rely on the picnic basket you established as your Erev Tchumen before Shabbos came in, and therefore you'll be able to rely on the new one. Now, and just let me finish off the Mishnah for starters. The Mishnah says, Amar Rabiosi, Rabiosi actually says, of Tulmos, there's a person named Avtulmos, Heid, he testified, Mishum Chamisha Zakanim, in the name of five different elders, Al Suffolk Eruv Shekasher, that a Suffolk Eruv is indeed Kasher. Okay, so put that aside now. Now, what is the the rationale here of the Machlokas? So, when it comes to a Erev Tchumen, so Rabbi Yosher and Shimon say, listen, an Erev Tchumen is a rabbinic enactment. We're talking about a rabbinic phenomenon. And the general rule is that a Suffolk de Rabbanon Lakula, if you have a doubtful case regarding a rabbinic enactment, so then you would be lenient. And you have, the truth is, you have a Chazaka here, a chazaka means a, a halachic, a legal status quo upon which you can rely. So the chazaka is that you left this picnic basket in perfectly fine shape. It hadn't been burned or nothing collapsed, etc. on it um, when you last saw it two hours before Shabbos came in. So now on Shabbos, it's reported to you that, oh, now the building fell down on it, but no one knows when it fell. So as far as you know, you had a chazaka. At last sighting, it was okay, so you can rely on that legal status quo. Now with the basis upon which to be lenient on this, on this uh, Suffolk, this doubtful scenario. Now, the truth is that logic has a bit of a problem in as much as there's another competing chazaka. There's another competing status quo, which is that certainly when you, until Shabbos came in, your, your, home, your home base, your home, your locus of your life was, the, was your house, your conventional house. You were trying to relocate for Shabbos, so to speak, to your picnic basket. But going into Shabbos, there's a chazaka that your home was where your home is, your house. And that being the case, you have two competing chazakas. And that's why Rabbi Yos and Rabbi Shimon say you can go leniently, lakula, because you're talking about a rabbinic phenomenon of Erev Tchumen. And that will be the halacha. However, Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda disagree. Why do they disagree? Because they're aware there are competing chazakas like I described, but they hold, and this is the essential point here, they hold that the phenomenon of Erev Tchumen is actually a Deoraisa concept. The way I explained it up to now is that the, there's a Pasuk, the Pasuk says, Al Yetzi Ishmim Komo Bayom Hashvi'i, that's a Pasuk in Shmos, Perek Tazayin, Pasuk Chavtes, that a person should not um, go out from his place on the seventh day. Now, the way the Chachamim learn most Tanaim learn the halacha is is that that's just an asmachta, that's just sort of a hook to hang on this halacha der, halacha der of not to go wandering too far away on Shabbos, because Shabbos wants to sort of stay and put, as I described in the introduction before, etc. However, there are a number of Tanaim who hold that the rules of Erev Tchumen 
our rules mid oraisa. Most prominent is Rabbi Akiva, um, but in our mission, it's Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Huda as well. And they hold, since Erev Tchumen is a Doraisa, you have to be stringent. And therefore, you can't go leniently and assume the Chazaka that you want. You have to be afraid of both Chazakas, that your home is your home on Shabbos, or the picnic basket might be as well, and therefore you're limited to the area that's common, Tchum, that's common to those two um, separate potential Mokomo Shrisa, that's separate places that you'd be having to live for Shabbos. Okay, that's the Machlokas, and that's on the Mishnah here, but again, the Halacha is like Rabbi Yossi, and Reb Shimon, that Erev Tchumen is just a Rabbanan, and therefore you could rely on a Suffolk Erev Tchumen uh, based on that Chazaka, and you could rely on the new on the new Erev Tchumen as that is your home base for Shabbos.